we have to set up a work zone, so we have a lane closure that impacts traffic. We have to have three to four folks out there that are inspecting and watching traffic, setting up the work zone. We've got to have equipment out there. Um, you're looking at a cost of somewhere between four to $6,000 to do that, six to eight-hour day. Um, with an unmanned aerial vehicle, you could mount an infrared, for instance. That's one sensing device of a couple that could be used. Um, an infrared is something that measures heat in the bridge deck, so on a certain day when the deck is, has enough heat in it, you can measure the laminated areas, which are a little cooler than the non-laminated areas, so you could fly a couple passes back and forth, pick up that information, that data in an hour or two with a, you know, one or two people out there, manage the unmanned area vehicle, not having a work zone or lane closure, and then get out. So the comparative cost between doing that as opposed to having that crew out there, you know, the lane closure is substantial. So you're talking about a $500 hour or two with an unmanned aerial vehicle as opposed to four to you know, 6000 with a work crew that's out there trying to get that same information. So you could save money and you could also minimize uh, the impact on drivers. Correct, but you also uh, reduce or minimize the workers to traffic as well. It's the safety aspect is, you know, that, that really jumps out at you. Because having those drones means having fewer people out there uh, actually doing that work and uh, thus uh, being uh, less exposed to accidents and such. Correct, because the folks in the, with the unmanned air vehicle would be working on the shoulder off the, you know, off the roadway entirely. So you could actually fly over the, you know, the asset, uh, collect the data, and get out. So they're, they're, they're far less, the exposure to traffic is far less, um, and, and the safety advantages you know, really start to jump out at you. You know, drones are still somewhat new. I mean, they've been used for a while, but, uh, uh, you know, it's still a little surprising when you see one. And I'm just wondering, as you do this, how would you ensure uh, that they don't uh, distract drivers? Well, you know, that's a good question. Um, And that's one of the reasons why we're going down this path, this two-year study, to help let the dust settle a little bit on these, let uh, our awareness uh, to the motor public get out there. You know, um, there's going to be more... Um, you know, exposure of these to the public in the future. I think the education piece of it, the training piece of it, um, your help from a you know a um, you know the media side of it, I think is is a good uh, aspect of this as far as getting it out there, letting them know, letting the public know what we're going to use these for potentially in the future uh, for certain aspects of our infrastructure. Um, you know, we want to make sure that it's a safe environment for everyone. And using these on the roadway, obviously there's situations where you would not be able to use these, uh, where you've got heavy traffic, there's congestion, uh, people are already distracted by their vehicles around them. You're not going to, you know, put this device out there and suddenly have another device, you know, something else that's distracting the public. So it has to be used um, in a way that makes sense, you know, where there would be a fit to use it. Um, and again, the outreach that we'd have to the public would be, you know, uh, at the front foremost in terms of making sure that they're aware where it's going to be used, how it's going to be used, and what the benefit to, you know, the uh, motor and public would be. Would drones necessarily replace workers at MDOT? I mean, could this lead to people losing their jobs or something like that? No, I, I don't think so. I think it's leveraging the existing resources that we have in a different way because you still have to analyze the data. You still have to use the data in a way that, you know, makes sense to develop applications that we have here. And that's really our second phase is, 
if you're not, if you know, if you've got, you know, a work crew of four that's out there uh, in the normal conventional inspection, and now you've got an unmanned variable vehicle that has maybe two, you still need the additional resources to manage the information, manage the data, uh, use the data in a way that makes sense for um, the applications that are out there. You know, if you're looking at a culvert or you're looking at a guardrail or you're looking at the road surface itself, not necessarily a bridge deck, you still have to collect data, you still have to manage it, and you still have to use it for something in terms of asset management or planning or maintenance um, so that, you know, it comes back as a benefit and a value to the department. So I think, I think it's rearranging our priorities a little bit in transportation and using technology and innovation in the future, and I think that's where we're at. We're, we're at a crossroads right now with all this innovation and technology that's coming at us um, to figure out better how to leverage our resources internally as well. Right. And, you know, you need that data, but you also still are going to need muscle to build those roads. Yes. You're still going to have to, there's still going to be the construction side of it, correct. There's still going to be the capital expansion side of it. Yes. You're still going to have to do that. That will be an ongoing process. But being able to collect the data, you know, more efficiently, uh, more effectively, and more accurately certainly provides a benefit for everyone.